0: the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis and for anything i'm trying to update in my wardrobe i'm not trying to spend a small fortune let me tell you about quince because i just found a bikini top and bottom $50 high quality 25 for the top 25 for the bottom there is a certain australian shearling slipper that i've been looking for and i found it for $50 on quince By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost to the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns com/lexi. Okay, I'm going to get a little sad girl for a second. But Mother's Day is around the corner. And if your mother is still in your life, a really unique gift that you could get is My Life in a Book. How it works is that every week, MyLifeinabook.com will send your mom questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or custom questions that you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And My Life in a Book compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. And then they can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. So it's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Woo! If you're interested, check out mylifeinabook.com and use code Lexi at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's M Y L I F E I N A. B-O-O-K.com and use code Lexi for 10% off today. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can even add songs from Spotify directly into your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Welcome back to the At Lexi podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Lexi Lombard, and today we are talking about the objectification of us women, amongst other things, but that's on my mind. I was fortunate. I grew up in a household where my parents were super encouraging of any dream that I ever had, and I never felt really restricted because of my gender to pursue anything. I was on an all-boys hockey team growing up. I had tons of guy friends as well as tons of girlfriends, and I never felt beneath them however i am attracted to men and that complicates things on ways that i wasn't even consciously aware of for example last week i saw the trend of people putting concealer over their eyebrows to see what they would look like if they were to shave them off or bleach them i was curious so i did it one night and i loved it i absolutely loved it i thought i looked so cool um not even cool in the sense but just like i looked different And I liked that and it wasn't until that moment that I realized, wait a second, the only hesitation that I would ever have for doing this is becoming less attractive to men because that's what the look was. I was less quote unquote, pretty. I was less um, conventional looking. However, I liked it and acknowledging that hesitation was so heartbreaking on such a minuscule level that knowing I still and making decisions whether i'm conscious of it or not to please men and having them still be a dominant figure in the world where we're not equal yet and being attracted to them where i'm still like subtly turning myself into a commodity to be chosen to be consumed i mean we're talking about pick me culture getting upset with these pick me girls when they're just living in a world of patriarchy and capitalism You can't blame them. They're a product of their environment. We're designed to be picked off the shelves. We want to be the prettiest, the most fun loving and appropriate and desirable woman possible. I personally like to think of myself as above that belief, but I'm not. And that's a hard pill to swallow knowing that I still operate on some level with men in the back of my mind. Ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Full on feminism, guys. Like, let's get into this. Call it being a pick me or not, but at the end of the day, we want someone to choose us, you know? And we really should and deserve to switch the narrative on picking who we want, especially now with a lot of financial independence coming with young women, which I'm so excited to be in the age of. I think it's great. Like, I love making my own money and having my own life that's supported by me and it's something I take a lot of pride in and it's cool to know that I don't need to find someone to finance my life and if you want to do that you can but it's not a requirement and that is the significant difference. Anyway, I do keep like a relatively normal look so I'm... Approachable and attractive to men and I'd never have admitted that to myself. It's not even something I was necessarily denying just Something that I didn't even really know that I was doing. I've never been one to do crazy hair colors to Do crazy haircuts. I did actually one super big bold cut right before I moved to New York It didn't sue me very well. It was not a very flattering cut but good for me for trying you know, for taking a a bold choice and having a pixie cut that was chocolate brown. Um, I've never been hit on by so many women before, and that's when I realized that the way that you present yourself really does um, impact the type of people that you attract, because I had a super lesbian haircut. I was getting hit on by girls. I was so confused because I'm just so stupid about that stuff sometimes that I didn't realize that the woman asking me for ice cream was asking me for ice cream on a date. Anyway, things of that sort. But I've never really done crazy haircuts consistently. I never did that again. And I've never bleached my eyebrows because, you know, what if a finance bro wants to go out? He's not going to pick me if I have bleached eyebrows. And what the hell kind of logic is that? It makes me want to go by bleach right now and do it myself. I don't want to even hesitate. I don't want to be an object. In no other way of my life have I ever thought of myself that way. But when it comes to my standards of beauty, I do think of men. Obviously, like I hate to say it and I hope it don't sound ridiculous, but I'm attracted to men. <laughs> I would love, I hope I date a girl. At some point in my life, I would love to. I would love for my next partner to be a girl, but I just can't shake my attraction to men. I love them. I think men are. I think men are the coolest. It's just that I've really made certain choices in my life that have men's opinion in mind, and I don't know why. I work for myself. I don't have male co-workers that I need their opinion or approval of, but based in terms of relationships and attracting a man, but maybe, just maybe, if I look the way I want and I act the way I want, want, if I look the way I want and I act the way I want, I will attract a person that wants that. But that still, cyclically speaking, it goes back to the original thing, wanting to be wanted. Do we all want to be wanted? Men. Okay, but who... How many straight men are listening to this podcast right now? Probably not that many of you, but I need your opinion. Do you feel this way about women? Do you want, you want a woman to choose you? Or are you looking at women as if you're picking, you know, and they're lucky to be chosen? Guys, I'm so out of the relationship loop. I don't think about people. I'm just so in my own world at the moment that it's not on my mind, so when I think about re-entering the dating world, it's just a bit overwhelming. I want to pick someone, but that's really scary. (laughs) I'm not... I'll plant seeds, for sure. I I play the long-term game, you know? When I think someone's attractive, I'll plant a little seed and then keep going on my merry way because I know that if I were to actually commit, I would get so distracted. I know myself. I... Even when I have a crush or if I'm talking to someone casually, it's not casual in my, my schedule. I spend so much of my day like thinking about them and talking to them and when I don't have anyone in my life, I am so much more worker oriented which is kind of where I want to be right now and so I'm making a bit of a conscious effort not to talk to any guys because I like them the work ethic that I have at the moment and I don't want anything to screw it up, i.e. me screwing it up, but inadvertently a man screwing it up. (sighs) Much to think about. Much to think about. It makes me want to change my appearance, live a little bit more, uh, not individually, but live a little bit more for myself and less for others. Even when you think you don't give a fuck about anything, you don't care about other people's opinions or not even in that mentality. Even if you think that you know yourself and you act yourself and you do things for yourself, because I think that about myself, I still have so much work to do. I am just scratching the surface. I, I know what I what I like and who I am, but I'm confused, I guess. I don't know if I'm living entirely for myself. I genuinely can't answer that question. And it's stressing me out that I can't. I can't tell if this is advice or not. It's not advice. I'm not giving advice right now. I'm contemplating something and I'm thinking it through out loud. And you're here along the way. This is something I definitely need to have a discussion with. We need to figure out a way to talk. I don't know if it's going to be something along the lines of... Doing an Instagram Live or having a Zoom call that we're all on and we can talk and I'll have topics and I'll lead a discussion but I need answers. I'm fine leading a discussion, that's not a problem at all. But when I have no voices coming back, I'm over here just pulling from my own brain and that's simply not enough. That's the beauty of of community is, is growing and learning because I can't do it all myself. Oh my god, it takes a village to raise a child, right? I cannot even think about having a child right now. That's so insane. Do you want to know a secret? I wanted to have four kids. Four. Because I'm an only child and I hated being an only child. Thank you, mom and dad. You provided me with the greatest life I could have possibly ever imagined. And in hindsight, wouldn't change a thing, but it would have been fun to have a few siblings. (laughs) It's fine. I, (laughs) I never want my parents to feel bad about that. I never want them to feel bad about that. But because I was an only child and I wish I had siblings, I want to make sure that my kids have siblings. And now that I'm 24, not far away from being 25, I'm like four, when the hell is that gonna happen? How is that gonna happen? I'm gonna really, like, cause I'm in it for the the long haul. You know, when I find someone, I really take my time. I'm in no rush. I feel like that's a huge motto or reoccurring theme in my life is that I'm here for a long time and a good time. I'm trying to enjoy every step of the way. I'm not trying to get in every high peak moment Before I'm 25 before I'm 30. I don't care. I hope I don't if anything like I want to be having Peaks when I'm 50 and 60 and 70 as well So when I meet someone I'm in no rush But then you got the biological clock and it's you know, I can't just be popping out children when I'm 40 or maybe I can. Hopefully technology will be up there. And then indi- the idea of being pregnant in general is is terrifying. Like thinking of having something inside of you. How would I not become attached? Because I, I have dad energy. I don't have mom energy. I'm not, I don't really have that many maternal instincts. I'm not very motherly. I'm totally a big sister. I, I feel that energy. But when it comes to choosing which parent energy I project, Dad, dad for sure. Like I'm responsible and I can take care of myself, and and uh, I can take care of someone for a, a little. But I'm not one to really worry. I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of fun. I'm more carefree. I'm not like stressed out. But I can imagine that changing when you have a being that grows inside of you and then it pops out of your body. Like how would you not be possessive and attached to that and fear for its every possible encounter of danger? That's so scary! But anyway, I hope I find a really, really nice man who loves children and really likes, wants to be like a super involved parent because I can't, I don't want to be that mom who's like doing it all and like, where's the dad? Where is he always at work? No. Let me be at work. Dad can take care of it. I'll come home, I'll be fun, I'll play the games, the dad's going to be pissed at me because the kids are going to like me more, even though he's doing like the the hard labor. Okay, (laughs) it's fine. I'll put in my work. I'm just kind of kidding right now. However, I'm not kidding about feeling like I have dad energy. You know the, the mom friend of your friend group? I'm not the mom. I'm not like, come on everyone, like get in the Uber. No. No, I'm the one who's, like, the kid who's searching for their jewel. I'm, like, pouring us a shot to take before we get into the room. I'm, like, send him a little wink and then we all get in. That's my energy. So the idea of that changing. But I've already discussed on this podcast and episodes before, Unless this is the first one you've listened to, I was very different even back in 2019. I am punctual now. I am much more organized and much more <laughs> leaning towards like stress and anxiety more of the time than I was ever before in my life and I'm sure being a mom can do that to you but like oh oh do you ever get scared of being a mom like what if you hate it no backing down can't get out of it that's so scary and you can't ever say that out loud like moms aren't allowed to say that dads can leave the family but mom leaves it's it's like a. whoo whole different narrative. Like, everything is just 30 times worse. By the way, these are all just the thoughts of a stupid little 24 year old sitting in her bedroom. I don't know what's gonna happen when I have a child. I don't know how I'm gonna be as a mom. Maybe everything I just said to you is going to be totally false. But these are just the fears and confusions and questions. That was my phone, not yours. Let me go grab my phone to turn off the notifications. Oh my god. It's my friend My friend asked on our Snapchat group if anyone wanted to play chess, and so I said yes. Our game started at 3.57 yesterday afternoon, and it took her till 7.54 this evening to respond. I'm like, do you want to play this game? You know what? I'm going to play my move back. I love chess. I really really do. Okay, move has been sent. Great. Who knows what's going to happen in the future. Only time will tell. It's probably not even worth thinking about any of the questions and contemplations of what I will be like as a parent. No use in worrying about that now. However, I think it is worth figuring out your behavior on a day-to-day and make sure that you're doing it for you. That was too stressful of a conversation for me. We all need a breath. It is time to take a deep breath. going to breathe in through the nose. Hold for a few seconds. Breathe out, all right? Everyone with me? If you're in your car, on the street, I don't know where you are. Maybe you're on like a little run. Maybe you're in a park. That's beautiful. Great. Three, two, breathe in. And breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe out. Okay, time for the next segment. Next order of business. We are going to discuss irrational annoyances and irrational joys. Because I was pointed out for having slightly strange annoyances or things that make me feel sick that are kind of strange. Like obviously slow walkers, loud chewers, we know that's annoying. But these other things, for example, My friends and I were hanging out in my bed, and one of my friends was just, like, scrolling through that account, if you're high. And there was this one repeating video of all these tiny holes. And I started to feel sick to my stomach. I thought I was going to vomit. Like, I was... And it made me angry. I felt sick. And I guess that's a fear. A a fear of lots of small holes. But it was something about it being a repeating pattern. And I don't know what that's about. Second... This is probably a horrible place to live if this is one of my fears. Um, not fears, annoyances, things that bother me. Noises that I can't acknowledge or see the source. I am so bothered, so irrationally bothered, it's stupid. When I hear, like, uh, the sounds of bottles or something coming from the street but I can't see where the person who's collecting the bottles is. It stresses me out. It bothers me so much. It feels like nails on a chalkboard. Obviously, I can identify traffic and and sirens and, you know, all of the basic sounds or the refrigerator or the dishwasher. But when there's strange sounds that I can't figure out where they're coming from or I can't see the source of, if I hear someone talking crazy stuff on the street but they're not in my vision, I can't go onto my balcony and find them, it... It bothers me to no end and I don't know why. And then the final thing, because I don't need to go on about everything that bothers me in my life, but repetition. I hate repetition. It makes me want to punch someone in the face. When when I rewind, if I'm watching a show or a movie and I miss something, and I rewind and I accidentally go a little bit too far back and I'm, I've rewinded to a point that I've already seen before, and I hear the actor or actress say a line that I've already heard them say moments ago. Oh my god, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I said, irrational annoyances. It bothers me so much. Or when I'm on TikTok or looking at reels on Instagram and it starts to replay after I've watched it if I don't want to see it again. Oh, 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 it like makes me sick. It makes me sick. Oh. anyway. I don't want to talk about that anymore, it literally does. What what would this be if we just ended that segment on things that bother us? No, I decided if I'm going to talk about things that pissed me off, I'm going to talk about irrational joys. Once again, not talking about the obvious little things that bring us joy, like finding the perfect parking spot or, or the song finishing right as you walk in the door or, you know, a fresh pedicure, things like that that we all know and love. Um, irrational joys number one brushing my teeth i love it i find brushing my teeth to be one of the most soothing acts of self-care on the list i look forward to it morning and night and i always or i usually include brushing my teeth in like my morning routine or my night routine of vlogs just because it brings me joy and you know like why would i not include a clip where i'm super happy but anyway if you've ever noticed why i keep those clips in it's because Oh, it just makes me so happy even thinking about it. Like I'm looking forward to it tonight Uh, Also oral hygiene very important. You should brush your teeth It's kind of disgusting if you don't brush your teeth twice a day. I don't make the rules second thing No ice cold waters in a hydro flask is (laughs) I don't know It's still kind of like who wouldn't like that, but oh that chugging ice water in a hydro flask hits different, but anyway That's kind of questionable whether or not it should make it onto the list, because that's kind of rational. Number three, the color green. Ooh, baby! Oh my god. The color green gets me jazzed. Something about going on a walk, especially grass green, like beautiful, fresh, healthy green grass. I mean, smiles all around from ear to ear. Let's see, Shelby just played her... Oh my god. Fuck my life. She... Fuck. I'm not doing well. Ugh! You know what? And I judged her. My friend who I'm playing, her first couple moves, oof, judgment. I was like, she's not that good at chess. This is not gonna be a good game. She's kicking my ass right now. Okay. Anyway, third irrational joy. The color green. I love it so much. I have a green pillowcase. I'm wearing a green hoodie right now. I mean, the color of the dress that I'm wearing in this podcast album art, green. It is my absolute favorite color. Has been since I was a little kid. There's other colors that I love. You know, I'm not, I'm not exclusive to green, but green is definitely number one. Number four, men over the age of 80. Something about seeing a man that's made it more than 80 years, like warms my heart. And I don't know why it's not the same for women, (laughs) something I should look into. Anyway, really just older gentlemen of all shapes, all sizes, all nationalities, doesn't matter, something about it, maybe because I was so close with my grandfather growing up and I just see him in every old man, but it's just irrational joy. You know, even if they're doing something gross, like chewing loudly, something that would normally piss me off. If it's coming from a man over the age of 80, he's excused. Doesn't matter. He has my heart. I want nothing bad to ever happen to him. And then number five (laughs) on the list just says monkeys. And I don't remember why I was thinking that. Maybe just because every time I see a monkey, yeah, every time I see a monkey, usually online, I'm not really seeing monkeys much in person these days. I don't know about you, Um, they're so cute and I thought that it was sort of universal, maybe just because we're related to them. (laughs) The humans are pretty close to apes. Anyway, I thought it was sort of universal that we all thought they were kind of cute, like, in an ugly way. Um, I was showing John this tiny little monkey that I found his TikTok and he just, like, tickles me pink when I see him. And John just did not feel the same. He thought the monkey was pretty gross looking. And even just like orangutans, gorillas, apes, love them all. And they bring me so much joy seeing them. And those are my, (laughs) those are my eight. Irrational annoyances and joys. Thank you so much for listening to that segment. I just had the list written down and I'm like, this is so silly. Like, this is so goofy. Repetition. Like, I'm really gonna sit on a podcast and be like, you know what pisses me off? Repetition. When I rewind in a show and I hear the actor say the line again, so mad inside. Like, that's so silly, you know? Anyway, what else did I wanna get across in this pod? I've said all I need to say. Do what you want. Make sure you're not objectifying yourself in this already objectifying world. Uh, don't stress about being a parent yet. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it's gonna do any good. And I'm curious, I'm curious about a lot of things, but also I'm adding to the list, what are irrational joys and annoyances that you have? And slash annoyances also things that make you sick for no reason. Like some of them don't just make me mad. Some of them make me nauseous. Like why does hearing a noise that I can't acknowledge make me nauseous? What's up with that? Anyway, that's all for that. Let's get into the questions. All right, and we are back. So what I normally do is I'll take some sort of break in between the first half of the episode and the questions, you know, eat some dinner. (laughs) I just sat on the couch and watched half of an episode of Criminal Minds and finished my chess game, which, by the way, I won. I was also just scrolling on Instagram and looking at people's stories, and after having the discussion that I just had 25 minutes ago, I couldn't help but notice. Ew, I sound like Carrie Bradshaw. I couldn't help but wonder. No, but I couldn't help but notice the difference in the guys' stories that I follow versus the girls. And the girls and the gays kind of go into the same category. All of our stories are similar, just in us with a lot of face shots, whereas the guys I follow, for example, one of them, he was just skateboarding through some random wooded tree area. Pretty beautiful. Anyway, I was just thinking about it, If I were to be in that exact same area, I would probably just try to dress cute and take photos of myself looking cute, whereas I was thinking in his, you know, wondering what was going on in his head, he probably just put on whatever in the morning and then was like, yo bro, let's go skate in this neighborhood, and that's what they did. And it's a lot more about doing and less about showing off ourselves, which we are great, beautiful, majestic creatures. And if we want to show ourselves off, let's do it. I'm not against it. I'm just looking at the difference between what I choose to do and what I subconsciously feel obligated to do. And there's a difference. There's this performance that I subconsciously am putting on as a woman and I'm just re-acknowledging it slash acknowledging it for the first time today. Had to note that. Now let's get into your questions. We have a good mix. You guys are so fast and now that the pod's you know, up and running a little bit more regularly, and we're up to episode 10. Wow, this was going to be the end of the season, but I'm not ready to stop yet, so we're going to go a little bit more before we take a break for season two, which I'm very excited for. You know, the possibilities are endless. Anyway, (laughs) you guys are getting very fast at giving questions. That's all I was trying to compliment you on. All right, first question I'm going to answer is from Chanel Drauan. How to be assertive and confident. First, you need to establish what your goals are and establish what your boundaries are because those are probably the two most common times that you need confidence and assertiveness is if it's going to get you ahead to fill a dream or a goal or desire that you have. Okay, that was a very loud truck. Or if someone is breaching one of your boundaries. And the only way, the first step is in doing that is knowing what those things are. Second is finding the ones that are not as dramatic, like the smaller ones, and start practicing with those. Practice really does make perfect if, if, um, oh, I was just watching something recently about learning how to say no to social obligations that you're not in the mood for. You know those times when you have a social obligation and then the day comes and you just could not be bothered for it. Like, you are not looking forward to it at all because you don't have the energy, you just don't have the desire, you don't feel like doing it, I think it's very important to be assertive and confident and say you don't feel like doing it. And you can say it in nicer ways, but it is more than acceptable. For example, I did this on Sunday. I had plans with my friend to go swimming at a pool in this apartment complex. I love swimming, it's one of my favorite things, and I love my friend, I love hanging out with her. However, I was exhausted on Sunday and could not be bothered to take a train into Manhattan to go swimming. It was also disgusting, dreary, yeah, that's the word. (laughs) I was gonna say drowsy weather. Dreary, cold, rainy, overcast weather. It didn't even seem fun to go swimming, and I didn't have the energy. So instead of coming up with some weird, obscure bullshit excuse to say that I'm not coming, I texted her, let's go to the exact text because I think you probably want examples. I think that's one of the ways that I learn best is not just through broad discussion, but sometimes specific examples because then it either applies to my life or I can find something else that fits the formula that applies to my life. I said, to be honest, I don't think I have the energy to come into the city today. She said, no worries. I could go about my day. Now, if you're knowing that you don't want to do something and you're stressing yourself out and you're not even enjoying yourself because you're just like, I don't know what to tell this person. I I don't want to go. You can tell them you don't want to go. That is perfectly fine. Saying you don't have the energy, that you're just not up for it anymore is a totally fine excuse. And I would rather someone say that to me than come up with some weird lie. I definitely have friends in my outer circle that are known for calling in sick or suddenly having a really big assignment or work call, like, you know, 30 minutes before they're supposed to leave. And it's like, you could just say that, sorry, you won't be there. It's fine. Don't make a habit of it. You don't want that to be a reputation, but everyone has the freedom to do things that they want to do and not do things that they don't want to do. Now, if it's in terms of goals, like maybe you have an idea that you think would be really great to speak up about, at work, and your boss is just kind of mansplaining everywhere, you know? You're like, he's not gonna listen, he never calls on me, he literally just shuts his ears off when I start speaking, I think you say it anyway. I think something huge that a lot of women do, I am used to totally be guilty of this, and I'm working on it myself, is that when I'm saying something, And I feel others tuning out. I used to retract my statements and just kind of quiet myself out and stop talking. Either A, power through, don't acknowledge the siren that just went by, the eyes that just sort of looked away, the phone that someone picked up, either stay focused and finish what you were saying, or B, go dead silent, wait for everyone to notice that you're not speaking anymore and carry on with what you're saying. (laughs) You know, I think that's important. We want to be listened to. We deserve to be listened to, especially if we have something valuable to share. Other examples, maybe you want to drop out of school because virtual college is not for you, but you're terrified because your parents are like, no, you need to be graduated by the age of 22 or whatever it is. Literally, you don't that's just my opinion. Um, you know, making sure that you're standing up for yourself because ultimately you're going to benefit others if you are doing what benefits you. You are not going to be the best version of yourself if you're just dancing around what you want to please everyone else. So those are three examples that I can think of. Ultimately, just practice makes perfect. Start with the small things. where Work your way up. Learn to say yes to things you want to say yes to, learn to say no to things that you want to say no to, and stick with it and feel confident in it. I believe you. (laughs) I mean, I believe in you. I believe in you. You can do this. Avery the alien asks thoughts on age gaps in relationships. (sighs) That's a great question. What is my opinion? I really don't care what others do. If you're in a good, healthy place and you just vibe with someone who's older, I think that's totally fine. You just have to be honest with yourself. Mel Brissou asked, what's the motto? What's some words that you live by baby? I have a few. One is, um, well there are a little bit of mottos slash values. One of my first values and beliefs is in myself. I think it's key. Sometimes when I question what my beliefs are, I just know that ultimately The one that I know for sure is I believe in myself. I believe in my abilities and I believe in me. Second thing, intuition. I stress that very often to get in tune with your intuition. It's sort of a, you know, an add-on to believing in yourself, but ultimately knowing that your intuition can guide you in the right direction. You just have to learn to listen to it and there's just so much power in it. Sophie Kriegerts asked, most underrated town in Virginia love the pod so much. These aren't underrated. They're just small towns that, you know, it's not like Fairfax or Richmond or, you know, whatever, but the Plains and Middleburg. I used to go to summer camp in Middleburg. A horse camp I'm such a little Virginia girl it's so funny um you have to drive through the plains from Warrington to get there and it's just the most beautiful drive I really have no reason to go there anymore but I will still take that drive just because it is so so beautiful but I mean they're really affluent towns so it's not really like it's underrated it's a quiet town but it's it's a wealthy town obviously Warrington is my home I rep it But I can acknowledge that the Plains in Middleburg are a really nice place to spend some time. Charlotte Lowry North asks, how do you find the motivation to read books? A, you have to find something that you want to read about. Like, why would you force yourself to read something for pleasure that you don't have any interest in? Sometimes I need a fantasy fiction book. Sometimes I need a cheesy romance book. Sometimes I need a nonfiction book. You have to figure out what you want to know about and work from there. Also, the more time you spend on social media and just your phone in general, your attention span is going to get shorter, so just try to lower your screen time when you're reading because it'll make reading a lot easier. Also, I find myself, the more I read, the more I read, you know? The more I read, the more I want to read, and the more, the faster I read. you just have to start, Haley.Texay asked, what are you most proud that you've accomplished? Financial independence, I have so much pride in. As soon as I left my parents' house when I was 18, I was supporting myself entirely. Like, my parents didn't cut me off. It was not like that. I just paid my own rent, paid my own groceries. I immediately started supporting myself. There was no grace period. I had saved up enough money. And I feel so proud of myself for setting myself up to be able to do that, especially as a young woman. I'm I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud to say that my life is funded completely by me. It's a really freeing feeling. Maddie underscore Gail asks indica or sativa. Sativa. Laurel Needham as nails, acrylic, dip, gel, etc. I get uh gel powder. Yeah, dip powder. Ella Glass underscore asks favorite caffeinated drink. I don't care about caffeine as much right now. I'm really onto the de stress drinks. I don't know if I've talked about it on the pod yet. I can't remember. I've definitely talked about it on my YouTube channel a few times now, but this brand gold G O L D E Makes these de-stress drinks. They're almost like little crystallite packets of magnesium. I poured into a drink midday. Ah, oh, God, it's so good. So I'm I'm actually almost anti-caffeine right now. I'll normally have like a coffee in the morning or a chai latte or a matcha. Like, I'll still have a little caffeine in the morning just because it's a nice ritual. I probably don't need the caffeine as much as I need the ritual, but mid-afternoon, oh, the de-stress drinks from Gold are so good. Julia shop asked, how do you deal with these this-is-the-end thoughts, school specifically? Um... Well, when I graduated high school, I definitely had a bit of senioritis, so I was glad to have had the time that I had. However, I was excited for the future, and similarly to when I graduated in May, I definitely missed school and I love school so much. But I was excited to challenge myself to see what it was like to either be self-employed or enter the job or enter the job world. And I think one way to combat this is to surround yourself with older people who are really excited about their lives. I think it's important to have friends of a lot of different ages. Even same thing with content creators and seeing what they're doing and what they're excited about. And it sort of gets me excited for the next chapter in my life. You know what I mean? I think it's important to have friends of all different ages. Uh, when I first moved to New York, I was 20. And my roommates, one was 26 and the other was 34. And it was so fun because we had three different perspectives. Obviously, everyone has a different perspective from where they come from and how they were raised, but also just being from slightly different generations made the dynamics so interesting, and I loved it. And even my 34 year old friend, she had friends that were older than her in their like early 40s, and I remember going on a ski trip with them and that was so much fun, and then I went to college late, so I had a bunch of, like, 18-year-old friends, and that was also fun, just, just to get different perspectives from everyone, so in those cases where you're feeling a little bit sad about a chapter ending, talk to your friends who are older and, like, see what they're enjoying and excited about, and maybe that'll get you excited as well. Let be 414 asks, How did you deal with imposter syndrome in art design classes in college? I'm not sure if anyone's listened to my last episode, but it was called anti imposter syndrome. I personally have never really struggled with this, and in, definitely not in school. Y'all, school is where you experiment, that is where you're practicing. School is literally practice, it's guided group practice and if you feel like you're not like what good enough to be there like you made it in and you're going to improve just take it as it is it doesn't matter as long as like you're moving forward no 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 no. you should not have imposter syndrome while you're in school people my god you are so capable you are so capable and you should not doubt yourself because you're just there to learn Emily dot Richardson asked best pop tart flavor brown sugar and cinnamon for sure and you gotta toast it anytime someone's eating it and it's not toasted like you know there's a better way to eat this right silly goose Emily dot Richardson also asked how's not outfit repeating going oh my god I literally forgot that I said that it just started getting cold and rainy and I wasn't leaving the house <laughs> I'm in a sweatshirt and Kylie Jenner sweatpants right now. <laughs> it's not going. It's, it's it's on pause. Fuck. I really cared about that too. It's amazing. Maya E. Breen asked, what's your favorite thing to do to uplift your energy and the energy of those around you? Okay, I'm trying to think of an example where this would work. But the way that I'm picturing it in my head... I'm entering the situation. So there's already a situation happening. We'll say like friends are at my apartment. I'm like on my way. I'm jamming out. Like I'm in a good mood. And then I just enter with the mood. W- okay, I'm not answering your question. Shoot, how do I how do I answer this? Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know how I do it. This is too much to think about right now. I'm gonna marinate on that and get back to you. Maybe at a later date. Zoe Willow01 asked, What is your favorite pattern? What pattern do you wish you wore more of? I like solid colors, honestly. I'm here for this 70s groovy print that is coming back in style. I was at a thrift store the other day, and I was picking up all those prints, and I like them. But I still prefer solid colors best. I love a monochromatic outfit. Wow, I've been chatting for a while. I should save these questions for another episode, because there's a ton of good ones. Um, I need to find a final one. What are we going to end today's episode on? Oh my god, Faith L. Werner. We'll finish it with her question. How bored are you? How bored am I? I just signed up for a belly dancing class on Skillshare. That's how bored I am. <laughs> That's all for tonight, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you back in the next episode very soon. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, my YouTube channel. XOXO, Lexi. <music>